Episode 109. Hopefully everyone's ready for this. <laughs> is that, is that goals conceded? I was about to, to copy the joke you just made, but I can't because it's not even funny. Uh, <laughs> so, I, it's, it's as funny as this season's been. It's really <laughs> um, spiralling out of control, but, but we are back. It's fair to say, 109. 109th episode. Um, and so much to cover that is kind of unbelievable but hopefully it won't take us too long um, we've got the results on the ice we've got chaos off the ice we've got dodgy merchandise we've got polls on social media and we've got uh i've got sort of <laughs> season prediction honorable mention how's the season going section which everybody can probably guess how that's going to be just now um, but yeah apart from that we're back back for another episode it's been a couple of weeks since we recorded so good to cover everything that's happening and not happening yeah that's it two two or three weeks is uh is a long time in hockey it seems plenty plenty to discuss yeah and we're we're better to start than the on ice roller coaster that is clan at the moment. Um, although the direction is generally downward, unfortunately. Um, but in the last few games, we've had um, a 6 1 victory against Dundee at home, a 6 3 loss away, 3 2 win at Fife, <laughs> obviously, two defeats to Guildford. But then it doesn't. Uh, and then perhaps most um, disappointing of all, a 7-1 loss at home to Sheffield. Um, so six, six games, two wins, um, and in amongst that, we've had two, two player departures as well. So a lot to cover, but um, starting with the games, I guess. It all started really well with that performance against Dundee and we thought, well, if we, if we turned another a tenth corner this season, um, but <laughs> not to be the, the um, corresponding away game. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't to be, although I, like, you know, look at face value, scoring six goals is something that we don't do very often, um, or I don't think I'd ever done at that point this season. Um so that was nice, uh, even despite the fact that it didn't last. So, um, yeah, good to see that, um, a couple of the, the Brett guys getting a few points in that game as well. Peacock, two goals and two assists, and Jordan County with four assists. So that's always good to see. Um, we also welcomed back Colton Waltz to the lineup, I think, for that game. Um, so, yeah, that was a... A warm welcome back for for Colton. Um, consider, I mean, considering the the state of our defence at that point as well. We obviously did have Jake Bolton um, playing there as well. So, you know, but we were we were short really for for a good long time. So it was good for guys like Massey and Jones to not play as much. Yeah, it was um, two two guys you mentioned there. I think are, are worthy of. Of me repeating that I've seen a bit on social media about it being funny that 
our man Peacock was in amongst the points at one point. And <laughs> I'm, I'm glad to see that. I'm glad to see him getting some points. As everyone knows, possibly not um, my favourite player, but uh, if he produces points, fine. I would then refer the honourable social media replier to look at more recent performances and that kind of backs <laughs> up my disappointment with Mr Peacock. However, uh, as you say, yeah, he had a good game there. We also had a guy called Jake Bolton that used to play for us. He, um, he turned out in that game, which was nice. Um, he was a defenseman, good player, but um, uh, yeah. don't really remember too much about him. Possibly the best player we've had this season. But we'll, yeah. leave, we'll leave that for there. Yeah, we will. Um, the the following night was uh, 6-3, I think. Yeah. Up in Dundee. Uh, again, Peacock with a point that night. But unfortunately, back to our old ways, conceding six goals, uh, albeit one of them an empty net. Two power play goals against um, I think Dundee obviously tricky tricky customers up there but I guess you could say that a, a split weekend against them was the sort of minimum we needed with the positions in the league but I think after after a 6-1 win you're hoping for a wee bit more to then have it turned around 6-3 was a bit of a shame Yeah we've gone from a team of perennial losers to a bit of a Jekyll and Hyde team where we turn in performances some nights and then other nights it's just a total shambles in some ways. Um, I think Dyson Stevenson in the post-match had said that we kind of stopped playing well defensively. Um, so that's not good. Uh, and also I, I need to play for the whole game. And it's just a kind of recurring theme throughout the season. I don't think there's been... Uh, I don't think there's been many games, I'll say, um, that we've played a full 60 minutes. I don't think there's many games that we've played more than one period, to be honest. But, um, yeah, certainly that was that fell into that category. Yeah, and it, it just means that we're not able to get any kind of run together. Um, because, as we've said, most times we've recorded down at that end of the league, it is quite close. And anyone that can put three or four wins together will really um, get themselves up a couple of places in the standings, but it's certainly not been us. Uh, and then, as you say, Jekyll and Hyde went to Fife after that and, and won 3-2, um, albeit against a heavily depleted Fife lineup. They've really been struggling with it. I mean, we've had it quite difficult with injuries for sure, but at the moment, they really have had quite a few injuries. I'm not sure exactly the situation in that game, but it was there for the taking, and thankfully, um, we came out the wrong, the right end of it. Two goals from a guy that, again, we'll come on to talk about, <laughs> uh, and another from Gary Hayden, who I think is, is, is certainly finding... I would say his best form, it wouldn't be the best form of his career, but he's finding form for us. Um, and he's been one guy that's really kind of 
almost been relied on for the, the past few games to, to get us some points and he's he's doing it. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think, you know, both of those guys you would say you would you would probably look to to be the ones to try and get you a goal this season. Um, you know, should and could perhaps be other players, but um you know, certainly those two, especially Hayden for for being the age that he is. I think he's still only twenty three. Um, so that's really you know that's promising to see, um, given the state that the team's in, that he's still managing to find a bit of form, uh, and you know could potentially be a lot better as well. So, um, but yeah, again, it's just yeah, five were depleted as you'd said as well. It's a narrow victory, but to be honest, you'd take any. You'd take any victory at this point. Um, and I think Dyson Stevenson said that they were, they were, it was like a playoff mentality for that game. Um, don't I don't know if I quite buy into that, to be honest. It's just, I think every game needs to be a playoff mentality game at this point. Um, yeah, that's a real Malcolm Cameron phrase, that. Yes, learned from the best there. Yeah, he has. Um, Is he, Stevenson, I was just going to say, while we're kind of on that point of his comments, he's sort of been the one that's come out and done all the post-match stuff and and most of the pre-match. So are are we kind of going with the fact that he's doing most of the coaching and Stephen Dixon's maybe more in the background? Obviously, it's not really been explained that much, but um, <laughs> yeah. that's kind of the impression that I get, that he's he's more of the, the public face. The fans have been made to sort of draw their own conclusions on what's going on. Um, I think, I mean, for, on the face of it, you would say Dyson's probably better at interviews. Um, so I wonder, right. you know, if he's just... If he's just doing that kind of side of it, I think he's still like a an assistant to to Dixon, um, as far as I know. But again, that could be that could be wrong for all for all I know. Yeah, that's 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 the impression I get. But obviously, we know that um, none of this will really be explained in in the current situation. So we'll just go with what we can see. Yeah, I've um, seen like I've seen fans saying that they would. Um, that they would just give just give the job to to Dyson Stevens. I don't know if I quite subscribe to that, but um, it was just kind of something that I'd seen online. That the impression that I get is that they have been given it just until I don't know. I I think they're I think they're going to be around until the end of the season. Is the way I can impression I get. Not, yeah, not to do anything else. <clears throat> No, I, I kind of get that now as well. Yeah, um, you know, I was trying <laughs> try to fight for for something in the last podcast, and obviously nothing has changed. Um, so I think we need to just kind of accept that that's going to be how it is. Um, but you know, is that good enough for season ticket holders? I don't know. Thankfully, I'm not one this season. But if I was, I would. As I said in the last podcast, I wouldn't be happy at all. And why, like, what, what's making you want to come back for next season as well? 
based on that. And you, you could argue, like, if there's a takeover bid, then if that all goes through, then, you know, fair enough. But if it doesn't, if it kind of rumbles on in the next season, then what? what's the plan? Yeah, that that's going to be a big a big factor in it, for sure, the situation with that. And if it's unknown, then I completely agree. What's the motivation to go and see games? Because I'm, I'm certainly not excited to go and see games or anything at the moment because you just... You're getting all sorts. So clearly, some of the players don't even want to be there either. So um, it makes you wonder that you know that that reflects badly on the fans, in my opinion. Um, but we'll get on to that. Uh, the next next couple of games were both against the best team in the league at the moment. I think, arguably, not arguably, they are <laughs> uh, Guildford. We. Uh, Went down there and recorded a 5-3 loss. And then uh, the following weekend, they came and won 3-2 at Brayhead. Um, the story of that first game, as it has been in quite a lot of games that I can remember this season, was Clan taking the lead. In fact, it was a 2-0, 2-0 lead. Um, yeah. And then Guilford got one back shortly before the end of the first period. But... Again, weren't able to turn it into points. Um, Gary Hayden with another goal, Matthew Wah, uh, who, was that his last game? No, I think the home game was maybe his last game. Yeah, I think the home game. But yeah, so that was his, that was his last point for the club, let's say that. Um, and conceding five again, Guildford have, have beaten and hammered a lot of teams this season. Uh, but, you know, the 2-0 lead, you're thinking, can we do anything there? Nah, of course we can't. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I think even if we went four or five nil up, I still wouldn't fancy our chances to see the game out, just because we don't seem to be playing 60 minutes. Um yeah, and again, I think Dyson said as much as well. Played well in the first period, but then sort of gradually get worse. Um, gradually get worse. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> the story of the season. <laughs> Glasgow um, plan 2022-23. Gradually get worse. <laughs> um, he, did, he spoke about changing the culture in the dressing room and stuff like that. Um. I hope they meant in a positive way because because since then it's been another couple of defeats. But um, so yeah, I, I think you know to be fair, it's it is a game that we probably should have been absolutely hammered in, um, and that is one thing you know we do, we do kind of run. We've been running Guildford pretty close this season, um, and kind of staying in games and that kind of thing. Uh, I think the other thing to mention as well was I think um, that John Muse was out um, for that game, so Ty Taylor started. Uh, yeah, did quite well. Did well, yeah. Got an assist. Yeah. Got an assist, which is which is something that Jamie Crooks could never do last season, but uh, yeah, yeah, we should we should have Taylor playing. Put him on left wing. 
was was I was had a note about that was is Muse injured then? Is that uh, it's an illness? I think. Well, it, okay. I think from what I believe it, it was it was an illness that he, that he was out. I think he missed he's missed all the games from. from yeah, then, it, which is kind of. Yeah. yeah, you kind of start thinking like, you know, how many games he yell for before. You think maybe he's just looking for something else. Um, yeah, or he is actually injured and they're just trying to. Or he's injured, yeah. Who knows? He got through it. Anyway, right, good, good for Taylor. Get a, get a wee, a wee assist and a, a few starts under his belt. Yeah, and um, from what I've seen, he's done well. You know, he's faced a lot of shots and pretty much all of those games. Um, and obviously, as you said, got the start at, at home against Guildford on the ninth. Uh, again, obviously, we take the lead. Gary Hayden goal as he does, um, but two for Guildford and then another in the in the third period. We pulled one back through a rare Stephen Dixon goal. Um, but again, Guildford just continue to win. Been very impressed with them. Like I always like their teams, as we've said so many times on this. But just their record at the moment, even though Sheffield are putting them under pressure with winning most of their games, Guildford are, are really doing well. And obviously, I would love to see them. True Kevin Keegan style, I would love to see them beat Sheffield <laughs> to win oh, the league, just yeah, for for a bit of a change. Um, but you know that they're, they're setting up for some really good games between those two. Uh, but as you say, yeah, run them close again, which is good, but it's just the disappointment of, of not being able to take anything from the game is, is, is the real killer. Yeah, and it's like, I don't know if it's that Clan are playing well enough to kind of match them, but not quite enough, or if it's Guildford that are just playing in second gear for the whole night. Um, you know, the... They've they've only lost two games in regulation this season, which is absolutely <laughs> sensational. Uh, the kind of form that we can only dream of. Um, yeah, brilliant. So yeah, uh, I mean yeah, they've been they've been excellent this season. And I think um, again, Dan, what Daniel Tedesco is, I think now the top point scorer in the league. So again, it's another. It's another slap in our face. We signed the wrong guy from that team. Um, you know, we get McParland and they get Tedesco. So, yeah, um, yeah. But I, I mean, you can't. Again, it's, it's probably just comes down to, to excellent coaching. Uh, you know, Paul Dixon's done a, an excellent job down in Guildford and continues to do so, and seems to kind of improve, like on the whole, I would say. Um, year on year and it's kind of coming to fruition this year I love listening to his post-match interviews because <laughs> a lot yes. of the time uh, he'll give his one answer last the length of the whole video um, and he always starts by saying um, you know for, first and foremost very pleased with the two points <laughs> to, to comment in general but generally his answer is like a full minute long about everything and it must be great if you're um, trying to interview him because you don't need to ask any more questions he answers everything in the one reply 
But yeah, they've always had same similar kind of style, fast and direct, and just adding players to the team that that make it um, so much more effective every year. So I think they're, um, as far as I remember, about eight points ahead of um, Coventry, I think, who are in second. Yeah, spot one. Sheffield are maybe one or two behind that with a couple of games in hand, but those three teams at the moment playing some great hockey. And I think you'd said, are are other teams uh, just playing in, in third gear or is it that we are doing well? I think in the case of some matches, we are running them close. But I think, for example, in the Sheffield game at Brayhead, they finished 7-1. From all accounts, that was just Sheff- Sheffield in second gear. Didn't really need to get out of second gear, and just an, an abysmal performance from Clan. Uh, albeit, yeah. albeit, it did take a goal from us to get to get them going a wee bit, but conceding seven at home, and I think Dyson Stephen said it was embarrassing, didn't he? That's yeah, that sums it up. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, he said it was embarrassed. Uh, said said he was embarrassed after the game. Um, and again, the usual played a good first period and then went downhill <laughs> after that. Uh, said that they had a a good meeting in the dressing room after the second period, and then his oh, really? words. <laughs> <laughs> good meeting, very yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, they had a post-match meal after the second. And then I thought they had to go out and play another period. Yeah, it was the OSC night out. I think they went to that and then came back and played the third. Um, no, I, it, his words, he said, some guys some guys gave up in the third. I mean, that's one indictment. Um, yeah, just, that's that's alarm bells. No, no sleigh bells here at Christmas. There's only alarm bells around clan at the minute. Um but Parland by goal though, so that's you know that's something, something to celebrate. Yeah, I, I think the fact that you're saying some players gave up, I think some fans have given up as well, uh, just with the way things have been going. McParland um, now is our top active point scorer, I think, if we take Matthew Wow out the equation, seventeen is he? points. Yeah, I'm just I'm cutting out I'm cutting out Challenge Cup. I don't know what happened in that. Neither did the team, but he's got 17 points in 24 games. I'm I'm astonished by that actually. So he's our top point scorer. Uh, Shabbat is tied with uh, that four goals, 13 assists, and Hayden one behind, 10 goals. So he's Hayden's our top goal scorer, but but he's one point behind McParland. And I, I think okay. I, I would agree that McParland going completely under the radar, but almost not in a good way because I want him over the radar. I want him, <laughs> I want what I'm expecting and wanted way more from. And yeah. the fact that he's just sort of sneaking up in the points. I don't know. I, I think. Um, yeah, he's he's been one that 
one of I don't know how many we thought pre-season were going to really you know transform this team and we were obviously completely wrong but yeah I, I'm expecting and want a lot more from him and he probably does himself as well yeah without doubt um I think you'd kind of mentioned about fans giving up as well after that game I think um it was kind of noted that that a lot of fans were had kind of left with five six minutes possibly even more than that um to go and you know I guess kind of something that I don't I don't like doing I don't like leaving early um I don't like leaving before the players have gone off the ice usually but I think I would have been well out of the door if I was at that game as well um yeah we've just kind of seen seen enough of that stuff uh and yeah Dyson was right it was embarrassing um I think there was was another bit of controversy as well after the game um, relating to the scoreboard. I don't know if you saw that. No, I didn't see that. What, had we, had we turned it off? No. Try and no. save him back. <laughs> no, worse than that. Um, they, so they showed the, the England score. Um, obviously, they um, were beaten by France in the World Cup and mm. that that score was put on the scoreboards directly after the game. Um, you know, Craig Peacock is English, and I think he actually tweeted to add, like to publicly ask for the face-off time to be moved so that they could watch the game. Um, so know there's that. I think you know, with regards to the scoreboard bit, though, I think it's just it's a bit tongue-in-cheek, really. It was kind of meant as a joke. I think if we'd won, yeah. I don't think that would have happened. Um, so, you know, in a bid to try and get clan fans' spirits up a bit, they've maybe done it. I did see a bit of kind of, not, well, I guess kind of outrage on online about it because um, some Sheffield nutter lost the, the plot and started a fight, I believe. Um, no. Although I, I would suggest, you know, if, if you cared about it that much, then you would have been watching it and not went to hockey in Scotland. But anyway, that's that's just my thoughts. Yeah, well, maybe maybe Peacock will, will be away now. He's falling out with the team, falling out with the club. <laughs> yeah. it, it'd have been as well just not not playing. Just yeah, he could, he could, and could have just watched, it. <laughs> watched yeah. it. Maybe he was one of the ones that, that gave up. Um, talking about scoreboard... Uh, Controversy. I remember years ago, this would probably have been back in the glory days. Uh, it was some kind of Challenge Cup game, and it was Finnerty was the coach. Don't remember who it was against, but he asked for the scoreboard to be to have the, the first leg score on it. Do you remember that? I don't know if we were down oh, or yeah. up by a goal. And I remember, remember the opposition coach was was really not happy about it. Might have been Sheffield actually. <laughs> it may have been Sheffield. So, so yeah. the game started with a like two one, whatever mm-hmm. it was. Um, yeah, I remember that. Just when you said, "Did you see what happened to the scoreboard?" Uh, so yeah, a, a terrible, a terrible finish to the last last round of games. Um, and but thankfully the fixtures get a lot easier from here. Um, 
so we can we can properly start to take it easy. We've got Sheffield again on Saturday. And yes, I know that Dyson Stevenson was saying that there'll be a different team showing up and they'll take us lightly. They won't. So, so we've got them, them on Saturday. Uh, then we're at Cardiff on the Sunday. So quite a, a straightforward Scoosh. weekend. Following that, uh, we travel to Nottingham on Friday 23rd and then immediately after Christmas we've got a Belfast home and away, or home and home I guess they call it, double header. And then last game of the year is Dundee at home. So out of all of those games, <laughs> how many points are we going to pick up? I'll start. I think the only team nah, not the only team. We've got a chance, a good chance against uh, Dundee at home. We've shown that. And I think the way Nottingham have been there at the moment just as bad as us. Equally as embarrassing as us. I think we've got a, a good chance to pick up something there. But I worry for the other games. Even though Belfast have had a, a, a major slump by their standards and Cardiff aren't firing all cylinders, I worry for those games. But to be optimistic, and I know I was joking about it being disaster fixtures, but I think we can get some points. And yeah, those are the games. Yeah. Um... Whoa, I, I think I think you're right. I think those two games um, at Nottingham and at home to to Dundee are the two games you would probably look to try and get something from. I think the other games, um, I would write them off. I think if we get anything from them, then it's it's a bonus. But um, I'd, in a way, I'd be happy to lose the other four games. Uh, just to get a just to get a win down in Nottingham, <laughs> right before Christmas, that would be that would be excellent. Santa, Perfect if you're listening, present. that's <laughs> that's what I'm after, big man. You know what to do. Perfect um, present. Yeah, uh, and as you'd kind of touched on there as well, Nottingham have been just as bad as us. In fact, they've been worse than us, incredibly. Um, <laughs> In the last ten games, at least, you know, Clan have got four wins, Nottingham with three, uh, two wins in the last nine for Nottingham. Um, so you know the return of Corey Nielsen, um, what a treat that's been. Uh, I think you know I've, they were bad, but I think they've possibly got worse since he's came in. Um, they do seem to be able to beat Cardiff and Belfast. <laughs> um, which is something that we can't do, but you know, losing losing six one twice to Fife uh, and a seven one thump into Manchester. Um that's that's been glorious. Why why are why are both the new black teams just conceding so many goals? Yeah, it's a good question. If somebody could pose that question to Neil Black um, yeah. if the, if you ever find out where he's where he's went into hiding. <laughs> Let us all know, please. Yeah, that's 
at the end of the season we'll add up the we'll we'll, we'll check the goals against and see if it's if it's ever been worse this season with the two teams. If it's ever been worse before I, I suspect I suspect not. Um but yeah, worth worth checking. Um so yeah, a couple of a couple of opportunities there to, to get some points. But again, it's just there's no game now where I'm I'm thinking we're we're definitely winning that and obviously in the past we've had a team that at least can prove reliable in some situations, but we're we're two points now behind Dundee. Um three points away from a playoff place. And if this kind of slump continues, then projecting that forward, we are just, we're not going to make the playoffs because we're not good or consistent enough. No, not exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, we did win a few games there, but that was merely to keep within touching distance of other teams around about us. Um, so, yeah, it's going to need to take even more of an effort to to get within uh, a playoff spot. I, personally, uh, you know, if it's to remain as it is with the team and the coaching and whatnot for the rest of the season, then I really, I, I can't see us doing anything other than finishing last. Yeah, which would, it would go down obviously as our the worst season by a mile. Um, <laughs> it's funny how like every few seasons um we always talk about having the worst season. <laughs> yeah. But it genuinely is like But for, for so many reasons, but obviously just yeah. just looking at the at the results, it'd be the worst. And also the off face, it would also be the worst. Yeah, without a doubt. So it's the combination of those two things. Um but I mean, there's there's loads to obviously keep fans positive at the moment, like um, like buying a new calendar for Christmas. <laughs> I think yeah. I think uh, that calendar is going to sell. It's going to it's going to sell like hotcakes, to be honest. That the the uh, Highland, what's it called? The Coolander. Oh no! <laughs> no. <laughs> The Highland Coolander. Yeah, that's quite good actually. They sh- I think they probably should have went with that, but um, I think they just ended up with uh, Colander. Oh, right. I think I think initially they'd they'd announced it as the Clan Colander. Uh, well, that, that shows how much attention I've been paying to it. I thought it was called Coolander, which would have been quite funny. Yeah. But actually, yeah, that that would have been pretty good actually. Yeah. Obviously filled with images of <laughs> departed players, I think. And also, did I see a couple of misspelled names? Yeah, so I put well, I put a tweet out. It was basically a joke of who was in the calendar, and um, you know, it was probably not far off what what is actually in the calendar. Um, yeah, and I think it was. <laughs> Uh, Brad Kennedy's name was was spelt incorrectly, which is you know tough tough to do. Like it's not tough to do. It's easy to do. It's easy to make mistakes, but it's not easy. Or it should be easy just to kind of look back over the mistakes. 
and think, mm, is that right? Yeah, that, that is like the classic situation of the, whoever it is in the club has sent their calendar off to a uh, photo box and the thing says, uh, <laughs> please be aware that we will print this exactly as you've stated. <laughs> is everything spelt correctly? And Gareth's just gone, yep, it's fine. And the coolenders have come back. <laughs> just uh, a bit of a shambles. Um, not the most uh, enjoyable pictures, I wouldn't say either, but I suppose don't want to get too down. They're, they're trying something. In the past, these calendars, I think, have sold well. Um, it's just like yeah. uh, the mistakes and, you know, having these players that aren't there and all these kind of things adding up to a bit of a laugh. Um, which, again, I wouldn't really care so much about if if everything <laughs> else was good, but this uh, just highlights these wee daft things. and you know. Aye, it's just it's, it's every week. It's every, every tweet, every statement, every item that's released, there's a mistake on it somewhere. Um, I think it was one a few weeks ago where Ty Taylor's jersey had an extra A in it as well. No, I don't know. <laughs> there <laughs> might have been. I, I didn't see that. Right, okay. I'm pretty sure that was um, that was the case. I think it may that may have been the Halloween jersey or something like that. But it was definitely, uh, yeah, definitely one week it was it was not spelt correctly. That's he's actually an assistant captain, but they put the A in the wrong place. All oh, right, okay. That would be that would be a, a, their clan's explanation for it. It's obviously just their own fault. Um, but yeah, so the the calendar thing is, as you say, one in the a line of many daft mistakes. Um, mm-hmm. and and I think there will be more mistakes to come this season, just with the way uh, things have been. On the ice and off the ice, I'm I'm expecting more mistakes. Uh, but I think from a, a point of view of us doing our sort of half season review, which we might as well cover just now. Uh, if I was to give a mark for the season so far out of ten, and I was saying before I recorded, I've not had the chance to look back at my pre-season marks which would have been embarrassingly high I know that uh, then my mark for, for the season so far would be uh, would be 1 out of 10 right <laughs> I, I, I was, right, well. yeah I was going to say 0 I was actually uh, going to say 0 but I'm giving a point to a couple of guys who've come in and done well but the mistakes off the ice and just the performances have been so poor that I don't think we deserve to to give really any anything more than that you might say that's harsh but I'm being harsh at the moment no no I think you're I think you're right um it's just been one thing after another um yeah. Sorry, I thought you were gonna I thought you were gonna give a mark to the social media team at Clan. Um and I thought you were gonna give them a ten 
but it was because it was you'd put an extra zero in the score. So it should have been one, but it was actually Ah, uh, uh, yeah. That's the that that is that is what I should have done. But no, as I say, the one the one has come from I'll tell you who contributes to the one for for players, mentioning players. Um I'm gonna say that uh, Gary Hayden contributes to it. Because like he's come in and done relatively well. And we we did kind of think he would he would be one to watch. I think Gabriel Shabbat's worth a mention because he's come in and had to play defence for most of the season so far and then moved up and started finding the net. Uh, I think Jordan Cowney has done pretty well considering the circumstances. He's always been somebody that stood out, I think, from what I've seen in certain scenarios. Not not every game, but, um, you know, a, a definite... Definite improvement to, to some of the, the Brits we've had in the past. Uh, and then, kind of, on the side from that, I'd say John Muse was a, a mid-season signing, was pretty successful, uh, even though I don't really want to mention him because he wasn't here for very long. Jake Bolton was a good signing, but had no time to make an impact. Uh, and then unfortunately things like the Matthew Wah who would have possibly been another positive given how he's pretty reliable for points was our top point scorer again um, but obviously the way that's ended that's that's knocked some points off in my estimations whether we know what the, the real truth about that one was or not he's away now so can't contribute and that's a disappointment. And then obviously the injuries, yeah, been have been an issue. And that's not that's not the players or the club's fault really. But uh, yeah, we've just not been able to get going. So I, I can't I can't be talking in more glowing terms about anything until until we pick up whenever that will be. Yeah, um, totally agree um, with the. The players that you kind of singled out there and um, would probably echo that. Um, did you have marks for for these guys, or did you just? No, because just because I I kind of went through it at the end when I realised I'd lost my old notes, so I didn't have actually <laughs> explicit marks. But um, yes. if you do, then I'm I'm happy to hear them. Okay, well I've given I've given some. Um, mid-season marks for for uh, I think most most players current and departed. Um, so you can that makes it sound really sad, Martin. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, um, so you can see whether you agree or disagree with these. Um, so I'll just I'll just quickly run through. Um, so goaltenders, John Muse, I've uh, I've given a seven. Zach Driscoll, uh, I gave a five, and Ty Taylor, I've given a five. No, I don't like what, what you're. Th- I've not. You and Simpson have not seen. Um, so not not worth a mention, really. Yeah. Um, but in terms of those marks, what are you what are your thoughts? I think the the one for me that would maybe stand out would be a five for Driscoll. 
Is that too generous? Because mm. I don't I, personally, I don't think he was as bad as as what some people made him out to be. I think he was very good at certain situations. Um, wasn't helped by the defence in front of him. Um, and then I think you know, obviously, didn't work out with, with poor coaching at the time as well. So a lot of things. First year pro, that kind of thing. Just a lot of things worked against him. It was yeah, a bit I, unfortunate. I think he was a product of all of that. And he, yeah. he obviously wasn't as bad as, as some of the results. Uh, I think if... for ex- How would it have worked, for example, if, if that had been John Muse was our starting goaltender and uh, Driscoll came in? Like, if Muse had struggled the way Driscoll did... With all his experience, yeah, and then Driscoll came in uh, a wee bit into the season. How would they have done? I suspect he'd have done a lot better than he showed because obviously he's mm. his past um, teams and, and his record kind of stands up in a sense. So I think yeah, it was it was harsh for Driscoll to be to be given something a lot lower than that, but. At the same time, I do think that he, he did struggle and, and there were situations where I expected a bit more from So, certainly wouldn't be giving him any more than that. But, yeah, I would say four or five. But you look at Malcolm yeah. Cam, would basically get a zero. So, <laughs> he signed him. So, yeah, and Muse, Muse have been quite impressed with. So... As I said, he was he was more of a standout, so seven or eight probably. Yeah. Eight's too much. Eight's far eight. too much. What am I talking about? <laughs> Six or seven. Six or seven. So yeah. Yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah. So seven seven for Muse, five for Driscoll, five for Taylor. Again, I don't Yeah. Taylor's not Taylor. been, he's not been been seen until until just now and Yeah. Come in and yeah, he's decent he's, enough. Uh, he's decent enough, but he's he's also been involved in the games where we've, you know, we've conceded um, yeah. seven, twelve, fifteen goals. <laughs> Sorry, I thought, I thought he's with different teams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to be honest, the next game against Sheffield, it could be twelve. Uh, I was just doing a bit of of addition in my head, but did it out loud. So fifteen. 15 goals in the last three games. Uh, so, you know, he's not... Yes, he's doing quite well to the eye at times, but he's also still conceding goals. So that's how keepers are going to be judged. Um, but based on the number of games he's played, yeah, that's fair. But could go down. Hopefully yeah. it's up, obviously. Depends on news. We don't know if news is... Is going to be coming back in, or are they going to go sort of one game on, one game off type thing? Who knows? Yeah, um, yeah, we don't know what's happening really with that situation at the moment. All we know is that he's that he's illing out the lineup. So, um, obviously, wish for a, a speedy recovery. Um, yeah, I was just having a look at the, the goalie stats there. Ty Taylor, eighty-five. Point four. Um, so yeah, I guess if you look at the stats, not that great, but has had, um, you know, a few, a few big saves in there. 
Um, so yeah, that's the goalie department. We don't really need to go into much more detail about that. Um, Defence, right, okay, here we go. Woofed. Um, I've just done this by Elite Prospects, so I'll just go through. Stop me at any point. Sean Bhutan, three. I think that's generous. Um, mm. Yeah, well, he's, he's not really played, has he? How many games has he? Well, uh, yeah, see, played. I did see it. My note was barely seen, but not impressed with what I saw anyway. Quite mm-hmm. frustrating and lost every game they did play. So, um, so yeah, f- three yeah. for me. Okay, I don't, I don't actually think he's he played he's played a league game. Oh, he's not played a league game. I don't I think, think so. I'm not sure. I think he's only played Challenge Cup. Let's see. Uh, Here's me getting look, made to look like a mug now. Mm, um, he's played three. He's played three Challenge Cup games. To assist, he must have played more than three games. Uh, and he has played. No league games apparently according to the I can't believe that. According okay. to the Elite League website. Okay. Sorry, Sean. Uh, three's three's probably harsh then, but yeah. Um let's we'll move on. Mitch Jones. Uh Mitch Jones I've given a four. Um I've said poor overall, expected more. Um but has played a lot of minutes, which probably doesn't help. I think he's probably playing a bit barred up just now. Does that seem fair? Yeah, yeah, 12 12 points in 24. We we had high expectations for him. So from that point of view, yeah, struggled. But obviously in that period where we had no D, he played a lot. So yeah, um, I, I think he'll pick up in the second half of the season. But yeah, I can't make a case for any more than that just now. No, that's fair. Um, I hope you're right. And to be honest, I did this without looking at the stats. So based purely on just what what I've seen. Um, so and you know, obviously, he is our he is our top scoring D man by <laughs> by quite quite some distance. Um, so you know, he's it he does have that. To be fair, he is. It normally does kind of chip in here and there. Um, but yeah, I can't really... I don't know. I just... I think based on what we saw last season, um, just kind of looking for more of the same and he's just not lived up to that um, so far. But things can change. Um, Kevin Massey, I've given a 5 to. Uh, I've said he looks very good in some games. <laughs> But more consistency is needed, and again, it's played a lot of minutes. Yeah, he, he he does look he does look good in some games, and like the rest of them, not so good at other times. So yeah. I think that's I think five at the moment is the kind of that's the uh, benchmark. I think that's yeah, <coughs> which is a terrible benchmark. Shows how bad we've been. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. No. But, is that- yeah. Yeah, four or five, I'd say, yeah. Cool, fair enough. Um, Liam Stenton, I've given a five to. Um, I've just said suffered for 
those around him uh, has had to step up big time and has coped relatively well with it. Yep. Um, yep. But yeah, we'd like to see, obviously. We'd obviously like to see these guys do a lot better. Um, but yeah, it just, again, with the whole situation around the, the team and the, the club and whatnot, um, he is where he is. Colton Maltz, I gave a 5 to, but also has been injured um, for quite a lot of that as well. Um, I've just said he's kind of done all right. He's a steady enough D-man. No major concerns. Seem okay with that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I think your five is probably my four. Right, okay. Yeah, I think we've kind of... We, we kind of worked this out a while back. A while back. <laughs> yeah. Basically, take one off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take one off. Yeah. So I guess um, just just McLean left is the only one that. Or well, are you giving are you well, giving Jake Bolton a mark as well? Well, I've I've got three. I've got three players left. Um, of course, yeah. McLean, McLean, I've given a six to because I think he looks good, sort of full of energy. Um, which was what was required um, and gave an immediate lift to the team when he came in. I think we won three on the bounce when he came in. Um, yeah, I think it's fair to give him that, yeah. Come back to the pack maybe a wee bit recent games, I don't know. Um, I've not actually been to a game, so I don't, I don't see a lot of them uh, recently, so can't really comment on that. Um, Jake Bolton, I gave a seven to. Um, looked very much like the player that we needed. Um, best D-man in the team despite only being here for three weeks um, yeah. and then speaking of three, Gergely Toth yeah, I actually I, I actually you, forgot you about him initially yeah. and then remembered him <laughs> as soon as you said there's three yeah, I actually forgot about him as well, which is why he's last on this list yeah, um, just, just didn't have a great time really, did he? It's a, no, shame, a shame about him and a shame about Bhutan, but Toth will, uh, I'm sure, will go to, uh, it's, he went back to Hungary, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He signed with uh, a team that I will not begin to pronounce. Mm. Um, I said, looked good carrying the puck forward on occasion, but didn't see that enough. Yeah, that's and that's fair. you know from a D man, it's not great. Uh, so yeah, just didn't work out. We've kind of gone over that. Don't need to say too much more about it. Um, move on to the forwards. Jordan Boessa four. Um, not seen a lot of ice time despite injuries, etc. Probably why he's wanted away. Um, yeah. I think we can put him and Harry, Harry Ferguson in the same category. I've also given a 4-2. I just said, tries hard every shift, similar to Boessa. Would like to see more. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think Ferguson maybe would get slightly more than Boessa, but maybe just a half point. But can't really argue again. Fair enough. Um, Gabriel Shabbat, uh, I gave a 7 to. Um, I've been impressed by him. Um, you know, he, he's a guy that gives a hundred percent every game. Um, has missed a couple of a couple of sitters, a couple of open nets. Um, 
at times. But you know, I think in the last eight games he's scored thirteen points. Um, so he's really kind of stepping up, despite you know if you look at his, his career, he's not a point scorer at all. Um, so you know, for me, he's really showing up. Some of these other guys who were brought in to be a point a game type players, like McParland and Dunbar in particular. Um, so he's done really well for me. I think seven uh, in a better team would would do a lot better as well. I think. Yeah, and having to play defences. Yeah, that's hampered him as yeah. well. Yeah, it's it's been difficult, but also probably increased his mark because yeah, he's been able to fill in there. Yeah. Uh, Jordan County six. Um, said decent enough stands out in some games and goes missing in others but he's by far our best Brit player yeah he certainly is that certainly is that I, I would say he would maybe be pushed, pushed up to a 7 for me pushing 7 I would just pushing like to seven. see it more often yeah no I because he does have it he's clearly got talent um, I agree he's just in this pish team so yeah <laughs> uh, sorry Jordan yeah uh, come back next season buddy um, Stephen Dixon uh, I've given a five and I think that's maybe a bit too generous but I just said he's got a lot to offer the younger players um, perhaps burdened by a coaching role but I expected a bit more mm, and, and had the injury I did would, have an yeah, injury yeah. Yeah. yeah four and a half maybe four and a half one more, one more. Okay, uh, that's fair. Um, John Dunbar, uh, I've given a four to. Um, I've said almost saw this coming. Not contributing nearly enough, but not terrible. Um, yeah. Yeah. Incredibly, I, um, <laughs> I don't. I don't really know. What to think about it? It's so disappointing. Like we know the standard that he can get to, and I think you see that he has got real skill, and he's just not not done it. I don't think I don't think he can he can uh, claim to be anywhere close to a five. No. So, um... so I I think I think yeah four like he's sitting on. Um, 12, 12 points at the moment. It's tied with Peacock, Joan, Peacock and Jones on twelve points. Um, six goals. To be fair, six goals and six assists. So that that makes them tied. Again, we're we're taking Matthew Wyatt out of it, which is sort of skewing statistics. Tied second goal scorer for us. Um. <laughs> I think we'll see. I think we'll see more of, out of him when Laporte comes back. Right. I think we'll see more more out of everyone when Laporte comes back. But yeah, yeah I think for I think just now, true, for just now, now we we can't we can't give him anything anything more than a four. I would say. Yeah, no, that's fair. I did say like I I think I've definitely seen seen him in a couple of games where he has moments that are it seems as if he's unplayable at times which is almost kind of bizarre to say 
Um, but yeah, again, it's just it's not happening nearly enough. Um, yeah, probably individually, skill individual skills will be right up there with some of the the best players we've ever had. And I mean by by a skills point of view, but you just can't see that in games. You just don't see it. In yeah, games. yeah. Like stick handling's obviously very good, but we're yeah. not not seeing it at all. And yeah, he's just just not hit the heights yet. So a four really. Yeah, four it is. Um, Gary Hayden's next. Um, I've given a seven to, to Gary Hayden, same as Shabbat. Um, I've said that he's. Well, I've been impressed by him. Um, score some big goals for us. Um, I think he was initially one. He was him and well, I think were the the two to kind of initially kind of kickstart our season. I think there was a a period of time where it was, you know, the only goals that were being scored were by were by Watt and Hayden. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a, a top goal scorer with ten goals. Um, so I, I think you know for for a guy that so young as well um, to come in, I, I don't know. I, I can I get. I think he's got a bit of the Scott Pitts about him. Do you know what I mean by that? Like he kind of. It's like a kind of young Scott Pitt in a way, but nowhere like obviously nowhere near as near as prolific so far. But I think again, you put Gary Hayden into into a Scott Pitt team, mm. he's getting you goals. Yeah, yes, he yes. He, he's he's certainly developed a, a goal scoring knack. Yeah, which your man sixty one definitely had. So I know what you mean from that point of view. Where uh, he's sort of in those positions to finish a couple of couple of chances and getting those goals that maybe some of the other players wouldn't. So yeah, I agree. I think he's been our our standout forward for sure. Uh, so seven, seven it is. Brad Kennedy's next. Um, I've given him a three. I've said flashed on occasion, but very, very seldom. Um, not done nearly enough. And I've said surplus to requirements, question mark. Mm, he's, he's been playing with, has he been playing with Dixon and Stevenson recently? So yeah. Dixon maybe on that, on that line. Uh, yeah, he's, he's really, I think we, we can't, not quite, I told you so, but um he was the one that we sort of thought not too sure about at the start of the season. Maybe filling a role that um, Malcolm Cameron saw that we needed and that we had um, budget remaining for, possibly. That sounds really harsh, but yeah, he's not done anything really to show that that he, if he was released, I don't think there'd be any arguments with it. No, not not at all. Um, I think when he signed, I thought maybe initially we were we were getting a power forward type player, um, but it just it just seems very slow and not 
not physical enough. No, it's it's not it's not up to the pace. I don't think. I don't think. No, I think I think you're right. Effective yeah. in this this um, league, almost. I would potentially say. Um, yeah, I think yes. Yeah. Because it's there's there's some real pace with the best best players and best teams, and I don't think he's he's got it. No, I agreed. Um, no, on the port, uh, I've given him an eight despite him being injured. I just think he was the kind of driving force in the team. Um, you know, I, I think he's to be back soon from injury, but but is it going to be enough um, to help us in, in the current situation that we're in? Um, I think he'd you know, games that we that we went to at the start of the season, um, he was the one that was that was driving everybody forward and making sure that, that everybody was kind of doing their job type type of thing. Um, you know, try like, obviously wants to get the, the best out of other players around about him. Um, so I've given him an eight, but I don't know is that is that too generous? It feels too generous. Yeah, I would maybe say it is slightly just because he's not played enough yet. Um, but he yeah. for sure, for sure that um, at that point was was the main man. Um, I think Hayden's a standout forward just because he's he's played all the games. But as as soon as we get Laporte back, I think we'll notice um, that the forwards will get a bit of a jump. Um, because he has got a bit of everything and obviously he knows knows his way about the league and stuff now um, a bit of a worry with the injury just because it's been it's been long term so how's he going to react to that um, and obviously players will be opposition players know that and they'll you know yeah. try and give him a bit but I think he'll, he'll stand up to that and I think he's a, a real leader on the team so I think everyone will get a boost so the sooner he's back, the better. If it helps us, you know, claw a couple of, couple more points out, then I think he's the guy to do it. Um, and yeah, add add another some another good forward to replace Kennedy, maybe, and and we've got a chance. But at the moment, I can only judge it based on not having Laporte and having Kennedy. And it's a struggle. Yeah. But yeah, he, he was he was very good while he played. Yep. Um Stephen McParland, I've given a five to I said um bit of a letdown. Um it scored the occasional point here and there, but I expected more. Yeah. Seems probably reasonable, I think. Yeah, it does I would say I would say that's about bang on. Scored some some good goals, I remember. But I thought he would thought he would do more. I thought he would shine a bit more. Um, he's had a couple of fights yeah. as well, which obviously he has in the past done that. It's not unusual. Uh, but fights in my mind don't get you points. So um, yeah, I'd like I'd like to see a a. An improving Stephen McParland continue. As I said, he is our 
top point. Did I say he was a top point scorer? Yeah, top top point yeah. scorer. Him, him so, and yeah. so if he can if he can start to, to bring that closer to a point a game, then um that along with a return of Laporte, which just kinda of ties in everything, I think. Then is Marco Kdeep up, but at the moment, yeah. Another in the one more category. Yeah, I think it was just like the thing that really kind of sticks out for me about McParland was his uh, his interview when he signed. That he said that he, he hates losing, he doesn't like to lose, and that kind of thing. <laughs> I mean, fuck's sake, man. Yeah. <laughs> Get used to it. Yeah. Um, Craig Peacock's next. Uh, I've also given him a five. Um, again, I've said behind behind County on the on the Brit depth chart um, contributes occasionally but not often enough, which is just again, you could copy and paste this into, into any season really for, for Peacock. Um, yeah. 12, 12 points in 24. Not not horrendous, but only three goals. I think that's the, the thing that really does him in is that you want more goals from him. Mm-hmm. Um, you yeah. could say that about Jordan County as well. To be fair, one goal from County, twelve assists. Um, yeah, I, I just think County gives you that that wee bit extra, um, sort of injection of speed and, and stuff that Peacock doesn't. But yeah. to be fair, you know Peacock is he, he is steady, um, he is steady, but you can't for for a steady player. I think five, yeah. Five. Yeah, no, that's, that's fair enough. Um, Dyson Stevenson's next. Um, I've given him a five as well. Um, I know, I know other fans maybe like him more than I do. Um, he's a guy that will stick up for his teammates. Um, he's obviously been in a few fights. Um, blocked some some big shots. Um. But not, you know, not a scorer and not really what was required, in my opinion, when we brought him in. No, I, I don't think he was, no. That was at the, the time of Malcolm Cameron, obviously, wasn't it still? Yeah, I think he or I think he arrived basically as Cameron got the sack. Right. But I, I would think that there was an arrangement there with the two of them. Yeah, yeah. Possibly, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. And, and he's obviously having to do the coaching, so is kind of in and out the lineup a wee bit. Um mm-hmm. I think I, as everybody says, he's he's clearly a, a good teammate and a and a good leader. Um but I just yeah, I don't know don't really know what to make of him at the moment. It's hard to to see yeah, he's, what he's like he, he he's not able to settle into anything, I don't think, because we're not sure if he's doing you know, kind of full coaching duties as he's concentrating more fully on playing. Um, and I think he probably puts a lot of pressure on himself to get points. Because remember at the end of last season, he said he didn't have a, a great season, personally. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I think he's he's a good teammate, but I, unfortunately at the moment, we need more than just that to get us out of this, I think. Yeah, aye, no, for certain. Um, he's also filled in on defence as well on occasion, which obviously goes against his 
his point scoring, but he's played 15 games for us now and he's got four points, um, four assists. So, yeah, we'd like to see more from from Dyson. You know, maybe, I don't know, if we're looking at bringing a couple of bodies in, um, then, you know, that, that might help sort of kickstart his scoring form, maybe. Um, but, yeah, currently, though, he's, he's a five. Um, and then last, and I was going to say not least, but potentially at least Matthew Wah. Um I've got well, I've given him a six. So in terms of the season overall, not really, but maybe in, in terms of the way that he left. Um I just said was was okay, not like the war of last season. Um and obviously dipped out the season early. So question marks about him as a captain as well. Did we think that he was a, a good captain or not? Yeah, I I don't I don't think that ended well, clearly. Uh, no. it, there's a lot to live up to based on uh, last season's performance. I know there have been comments about people glad he was going and, and didn't want him back. I definitely did want him back because I think he just gives the team so much. Uh, just with his sort of goal scoring and uh, he, he didn't. He wasn't able to to quite produce that. Still, nearly a point a game though, um, yeah. which you would probably have taken over the course of a season. But uh, yeah, a bit of a sour ending. But um, over a few seasons, gave us a lot of um, a lot of good times. So I would thank him for that. Um, but yeah, I think. The, the departure at this time's not not really what we need, so that's that's a disappointment. Uh, so yeah, for his for his mark, I would say a, a five and a half. Five and a half. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. So I think the overall consensus is that the team's sitting at about a four or a five. Yeah, not not so much a one, but <laughs> no. no. Although that's, that's more about the season, that's more about just everything. Oh yeah, it's yeah, about four and a five. Yeah, we need really need to pick up, um, and can only really just hope that a couple of signings. Eat. But you know, we're we're quite close to that that limit of players we can bring in, aren't we? Over the over the season, I think that's been mentioned. So it really needs to be the right player or two, and we've not got any more. Wiggle room, really, and then having Laporte back hopefully soon is something to to get a wee bit excited about. But yeah, at the moment, still it's still still limbo for sure. Don't really know if we're what we're what we're doing. Um, but to to put a, a after that door section I think to put a bit more of a positive spin we, we put out that wall of fame post and it kind of brings back memories of past players uh, we had an incredible response really over 300 votes which was great so thanks to people that voted um, but I think overwhelmingly 
uh, the winner of the poll was Matt Haywood with 68, just shy of 68% of the vote to be the next person on the Wall of Fame banner. We don't know if that's ever going to return or what they're going to do with it, but just as a guy, yeah, 68% of the vote, popular guy. Um, I've seen some comments about him possibly even returning as a player, yeah. which who knows under under future ownership. Um, I mean, I definitely can't argue with him going up on the banner. I've I've been explicit with my Scott Pitt love, so he would have he would have got my vote. But as a lot of people have said, I'm I'm sure the two of them will be up there if there is a banner in the future. They'll both be up there. Um, at some point, I'd like to see that. Yeah, I think um, you know we obviously <laughs> ran that poll. I think a few people had said um, to get rid of the the wall of fame. Um, I disagree with that. I think, um, but I do think there needs to be a rethink on what we do for it. Um, as you know, we're rapidly running out of space. Um, despite no one is. Despite nobody being up there for the last, well, what four or five years, um, is anyone? I don't think anyone's been up from the Glasgow clan era, is there? No, um, I don't think so. So again, that's partly because of how bad we've been in recent seasons, but um, I think it's also just kind of been forgotten about. Um, yeah, Matt Haywood, the obvious runaway winner in the end. Uh, I think he should go up there. I think, for me, I don't think he should be up there until after he's retired because of the possibility that he could come back. Um, I know we've had players play before that have gone up and have continued playing. Uh, <laughs> but I think, for me, if he's going to, if he's a possibility that he could come back, then for me, it has to be Scott Pitt as well. Um, and I, I think those two alone should be the only, the only two uh, going up there for me. Um, the club's top point scorer um, gave many years to the club and was incredible for us. So I think those those two would be the only two. But I had to fill out the poll a wee bit. Yeah, I, I think so as well. There, there are more names. Like I think you're maybe going to say that there are quite a lot of names that kind of you could say would come next in that, like uh, Fitzgerald and uh, well, Chris, Chris Frank, Frank was one, yeah. Chris Frank as well, because these guys have made, I can't, I've, I've always said like, they're not necessarily my type of player, but you can't yeah. argue with the impact that they made. Um, Stefan Meyer as well for me, like over. Yeah, up there. Th- that's what that's what I mean. What I'm what I'm saying is that. Oh, sorry. Okay. Stefan Meyer had a huge impact over the time he was here, and I think you could argue the same for even the likes of Matt Becker had a massive impact. Fitzgerald oh, yeah. had a big impact for he was here a short time, came back as a coach, but. Coaching aside, like as a player, did well, um, impressed on that team. But everyone on that team, to be fair, 
was great. It was almost easy yeah. to play in that team. Um, and Chris Frank, yeah, kind of in the same category, was almost both equally as frustrating at times, those two. And that's <laughs> what would also hold me back from, from putting them on there. But I'm just biased to seeing the goal scorers and the more skillful players. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. Good conversation. No, and I think, you know, that in the interest of balance, there probably should be guys like Fitzgerald and, and Frank getting a mention. Um, but yeah, just kind of looking at the, the all-time point scorers, you know, Scott Pitt, by far and away, um, 269 uh, total points for us. Um, Matt Haywood, on 207 who's who's sitting second so those two guys are at the forefront um of the conversation and then you look at the other three names there so jordan kristanovich who was fourth and matt keith um are both up on the wall uh, and the guy in third place is matt becker so again i think maybe you know if if matt becker had, had played another another season if he'd played in that manchester season if that was with us, uh, yeah. you know, you could have potentially been in the, in the conversation as well. Um, but again, more more points than than he played games with us, so has to be in the conversation. Yeah, obviously Scott Pitt did that thing where he went to Manchester. He made that mistake where he went to Manchester. Yeah. Uh, but he had a wee bit more history behind him than Becca did, so I think that probably goes against Becca. But uh, the combo of of Pitt and Becca, and and even for that that period Hammond, uh, you know that was that was great to watch. Um, and so yeah, Becca for his his point scorings deserves to be in the conversation. Because I'd sure, seen so. what we're talking about. Um, I think the reason why this whole thing started was around Matthew Wan and folks saying that he should be up on the wall. <coughs> um, I don't necessarily subscribe to that. I think if you were doing it season by season, um, I still don't think he would be up there because I think Shane Starrett should be up there for last season. Um, so, uh, again, I don't know, though. Uh, it's just kind of one of these things. If you're going to do it season by season, then you know, chances are you would have Brendan Brooks up there for the John Tripp season. Mm. Yeah, we can uh, do season so, by season. Yeah, I just don't think it works. Um, and yeah, so you know, for that reason, I don't, I don't personally think Matthew Wah should be up there. But I don't know, is that is that harsh, or should it be in the conversation going forward? Hmm. Yeah, I think he would be in the conversation, but for me, he is just behind the likes of Becca. Um, yeah. He's behind the likes of Becca, but I think for sure he's, if you look at his contribution to Sheffield, that's completely different to his time at us. Um, obviously, more time at Sheffield. Um, did really well here for the majority of of the time he was here. So yeah, yeah, it's, think, it's just not quite not quite there for me. No, I would agree. I think even just the way the way he left as well, I think just rules him out for me. Um, 
And obviously, mm. we, don't, we don't really know 100% what went on um, behind the scenes. But um, yeah, yeah, just the fact he was he was the captain this season. Um, you know, spoke before the season about they need to to win silverware. This is a you know this is a club that should be winning silverware, and we need to win something for the fans. And then, uh, yeah. you know, kind of turning out the way it has. Yeah. No, I I agree with that. So get pit up there and getting pit back for, uh, you know, a a, a good, not a send off. That's not the word, but to to have the fans sort of have him back and appreciate him for what he did would be would be good. And then obviously that will happen for Haywood as well. Um, in the future, just the the last couple of things I wanted to mention, um before we finish up, where uh, the IIHF had, I think, is it this week, that they branded Integrity Week? Yeah, Int- Integrity Week, this, you know, that's... Integrity Week, where, um, I'll the be honest, I didn't, I didn't have a, a full chance to, to go deep into what it was, but I saw that there was... Um, was it an ex-player came out with a uh, a story of, of abuse from his, his playing career? Um, mm. Was that right? And obviously um, they're trying to promote the fact that hockey is, is a sport for everyone and, and that kind of stuff won't be tolerated. And that kind of resonates with the incident that we saw earlier with the, the signing of of one of the players at Glasgow, which obviously we don't weren't happy with, and uh, the way that sort of ties in. So it's good that there's a bit of awareness about that, um, and so you know you can give any thoughts you've got on that, as well as that. Uh, there was an event, I think, was it last week, um, the eighth of December, was. Um, 16, 16 days of action was the start of 16 days of action um, related to making the streets safer, showing solidarity to survivors of rape and sexual assault. Um, yeah. And ov- obviously these are, are big issues that are worth mentioning um, and we'll, we'll continue to do that and hopefully the kind of good that we've seen come out of the hockey side of that um, continues. To raise awareness of of these issues. Yeah, I think like it's important. I don't think you know something like this shouldn't just uh, come to the forefront and then and then disappear again. So it's it's important to kind of keep raising awareness about it. Um, you know, I think it was Jen who got in touch with us to kind of help raise awareness for that event, um, which we we're obviously happy to do. And you know, as I say, we'll continue to kind of keep these events and, and conversations in mind and, and hope that it kind of raises awareness um, and obviously we'll kind of continue to, to keep out looking out for these events uh, in future as well um, but yeah, just to kind of to mention that the, uh, the, the Integrity Week as well, so yeah, spoke about this sort of four, the four pillars which are anti-doping competition, manipulation abuse and uh, sorry, abuse and harassment and ethics. 
Um, so yeah, ethics was an interesting one. Um, you know, maybe something those in charge at clan currently should have a think about. Um, but yeah, no. So it was just a couple of other things there worth worth mentioning. Um, yeah, and they're and let's be honest, a lot of the time they're more important than hockey. So, or all the time they're more important than hockey. So. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, of course, of course, and you know. This is obviously a, a hockey podcast, but it is, it is important to, to raise these issues when, when they come up. Yep, absolutely. So um, I think that's a good place to, to finish the episode. A lot of stuff covered. Um, a lot of good debate stood up by the listeners and the, the social media polls and things like that. Um, so we'll, we'll continue to, to engage with that. I think it's good fun. Um, and obviously hoping for an improvement on the ice, which we've said at the end of every episode. It's just a given. Uh, but you know, get get Laporte back and get a couple of wins for Christmas, maybe, and see what happens. But, you know, it's a familiar story, but let's try and keep positive. No, exactly. Uh, listen, I'll take one win. I've said this already. I'll take one win before Christmas. You know what game I'm talking about. I do. And I do. I if any of the players are listening... You know, see the next couple of games, just forget them. See that game, that game yeah. down in Nottingham. Yes, really, please. really go for it. Yeah, I'll, I'll take. I want more than one win. <laughs> <laughs> nah, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say I don't care so much about the Nottingham win. I just want some wins. If we win against Nottingham, it's a bonus. But you know, give us. No, I'm sorry. I want, I want us to go. I want us to, <laughs> I want us to absolutely annihilate them. Okay. Um, anything else is a bonus. If we can get a win against Dundee and Hogmanay, that'd be nice. I'm going to that game, so that'd be nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the the game, twenty third lads, send us off for a nice wee Christmas present. Yeah. Do. Don't don't mess about. Get it sorted. Um, so yeah, thanks everybody, and uh, we'll be we'll be recording again at some point. Maybe not before Christmas, but covering those festive fixtures, we'll be back. Um, so thanks, and we'll catch you again soon. Cheers. <laughs>